Welcome, everybody. I'm Richard Krause. In studio, I have some very exciting guests. Sud Sutherland is here. Uh, he's a Canadian film director and screenwriter. We'll tell you all about all the things you've made. Uh, love, sex, and eating the bones, guns, speakers for the dead, all that stuff. Home Again. You were here to talk about Home Again, I think, when that came out as well. Uh, right Today, or today, we're here to talk about a show called Shoot the Messenger, uh, which you created alongside with one of our other guests, Jennifer Holness, is here, an award-winning writer and producer of scripted and factual television and film. Uh, there's a long list of credits. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but you are one of the creators, the, the minds behind Shoot the Messenger. We also have two of the stars. Hannah Anderson is here and Shadia Ali. Nice to see you all. Hello. We're going to talk about your characters and everything in just a sec, but we have to start with you guys. Uh, Shoot the Messenger is uh, a show that follows the exploits of a, a newspaper writer, and uh, she gets involved a little bit too deeply in, in a gang war, in a, in a, in a, in a gang situation. It kind of felt to me as I was watching, I've seen the first three episodes, uh, it kind of felt to me uh, that it was sort of ripped from the headlines uh, a little bit. Where did the idea come from for you? Um, well, um, the idea for the show, you know, it's like, so we, you know, we um, tend to uh, write a lot about true crime mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, sort of social justice stuff. And so, um, you know... Ironically, we had wanted to do a show about cops and journalists because um, we felt like, you know, sort of, the, you know, the hot button of where things were happening were in those two spaces. And then this this Rob Ford um, uh, thing <laughs> unfolded in front of us. And we were like, holy crap, this is this is insane. And as it sort of blossomed, we thought this is unreal. So we, we, we wanted to do this crime drama. But it uh, is not the Rob Ford story. No, it's not. But yes, I will tell yes. you, it's funny that you yeah. mentioned that, though, because going in, uh, when I saw the first three episodes, I didn't know anything about what was going to happen on the show. Mm -hmm. And when it first started, I thought, I bet you there's going to be a politician involved. I bet you. And I, I was wrong about a lot of what I thought. But I thought it felt like there was a, a Rob Ford tie in there a little bit to me. Well, it, it, like I said, it, it's not the Rob Ford story in any way, but it was influenced by what, you know, what we saw was sort of this sort of, in, to be honest, in our minds, sort of this sort of mild corruption, like transgressions of uh, some of the, the, the political figures that we hold dear. And the whole thing about uh, this phone and what was on the phone, all of that. So I think we use it as a jumping off point and we wanted to do something that was really sexy, that was different, that, you know, delved into things in, in a really honest and deep way. But, you know, it's interesting you mentioned off the top that it's sort of a gang story. And what we actually try to do with the show, because you've seen only the first three episodes, mm -hmm. we actually actually uh, arc the show where it starts off feeling like a typical oh. gang situation. <laughs> and then as the story unfolds, you get deeper and deeper into the layers and you realize it's way bigger than that. Don't give anything I away. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is, is that it is that onion that we're, un, right. uh, you know, that as we go through the layers, we wanted to show something. And again, we were inspired by stories like what was happening with Rob Ford because it on one, on the surface, it appeared 
appeared to be one thing. And then you, when you delve deeper, it's like, oh, my gosh, that's, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And what we loved about that story was we had, like, really, really rich people, really, really powerful people mixing and mingling with the po- poor and the powerless. And so that was an interesting sort of melange that we'd like to look at. And so we, we just sort of, in the story room, we just had this big, thick soup of ideas. And we were having a lot of these, like, revelations coming in from not just the Rob Ford story, but some other politicians who were, you know, in hot soup. You know, uh, you know we, we wanted to like, mine all of that stuff, not just in Canada, but also in America as right. well. Britain, Australia, I mean, New Zealand, these places are rife with corruption. So we got inspiration from a lot of these places. And there's a lot of characters in this show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of yeah. characters. Yeah. So you, you, you have to pay attention and, and just sort of remember where everyone goes because people come and go uh, with great regularity on this. And you want to be able to keep track of who is who. Yeah. I mean, I think that by the time you get to episode four, um, you know, you really, you, you, you have it down. Mm-hmm. But I think what we wanted to do was we wanted to create create uh, uh, different worlds, different environments. And so, for example, there's the attorney general world of which Hannah is a part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is... Um, um, these the, sort of our Somalian family, uh, and uh, of which Shadi is a part of that. Um, and then there's the cops, and then there's a the journalist. So those are our main, our four main um, spaces, places yep. that we sort of delved into, and we really tried to give all of them uh, like a, a, a like a place. So. Also, we're all, it's a crime drama, and so we also wanted to craft something where you have to try to figure out what the heck is going on. And as you delve deeper, like I said, you know, the, the characters remain like the ones that you, you you focus on. But the first three episodes are where you are introduced to all the different worlds. And there's a great deal of intersection between all the characters. It doesn't ever feel to me like there's uh, like we're somewhere we where we didn't need to be. There, all the characters, to me, fit like the pieces of a puzzle together. So as we were introduced to new people, even though there's a lot of them, I thought, oh, this makes sense because now we're learning more about the Somalian family or now we're learning more about the personal lives of the police. And, you know, it all will come into play, I'm sure. Absolutely. And thank you for saying that because we really try to craft a story that looked at all of those characters and all of those worlds and they needed to intersect in a real meaningful way. And so we've got places and spaces that are un- maybe unfamiliar to viewers Mm -hmm. or listeners on on the surface, but you look and you'll see like, oh, okay, well, we'll see culturally, oh, well, that works for for that reason. And we see, oh, okay, well, that, you know, newspaper reporters, this is how they have this relationship with with the cops. And we kind of like use each other and it's a kind of a quid pro quo kind of thing happening. And we wanted to explore avenues like that because the the bedrock of the show is about cops and journalists Mm -hmm. and that relationship that they have. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Because the idea is that there's a a whole mechanism behind the stories that we see uh, in the newspapers on, you know, CP24, on, you know, yeah. on News Talk 1010. There's a mechanism behind how certain stories get advanced and others don't get told. And so we wanted to look at behind and the underpinnings of that. And that, I thought, was really, you know, really, and Jen and I thought, really rife for exploration and something that we never really talk about. The show starts Monday, October 10th at 9 o'clock. You're on right after the Murdoch Mysteries. That is a good lead-in. People yeah. love that show. Yeah, well, we are totally uh, jazzed about that because we 
know uh, Murdoch is actually their number one drama show. So it's an amazing leading, and it actually tells us that CBC has some confidence in the show. At least we think so. So we're very excited <laughs> about should. it. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they said uh, the, the actors here. We, we haven't gotten to you. Let's, let's get to you now. So, um, Shadia, tell me a little bit about the character that you play. Uh, so my character's name is Zanon Suleiman. She is a university student uh, who ends up, you know, her life ends up being flipped upside down because one of her family members seems to be caught up into some sort of trouble and uh, as well as her love interest. And so you just get to watch her kind of go through the ordeal. In Cove, yes. And you actually, uh, we've seen you on Lost Girl, Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Uh, but you were born in Somalia, right? Yes, I was. And and you grew up here, though? Grew up here, Toronto. definitely. Toronto, Richmond Hill, basically my high school, elementary school. And but you've been here. acting, you're, you're, you're a, a young woman. Yes. But you've been <laughs> acting for a long time. Uh, yeah, I think I've caught that acting bug, you yes. know, in elementary school. So just been trying to have fun with it. So I've been very blessed and fortunate to work with everyone on the set and Obviously, lovely Suds and Jen. And Hannah, tell us about Chloe. So Chloe Channing is the sister to the lead journalist, uh, Daisy Channing. And she is the senior policy aide to the attorney general. Mm -hmm. So she also gets caught up in this this world. I can't really... Say too much. About that. She's trouble. <laughs> You're gonna have Let's to watch say she's it. Trouble. She's trouble. Well, you know, she she doesn't realize that she's that she's in trouble. Um, yeah. So she's she's sort of the unwanted family peacekeeper. She's sort of the glue that keeps the family right. together. Her dad has suffered uh, brain trauma, and she's taking care of him and uh, her sister. Who's uh, really the the troubled one? I so would say. there's there's a lot of elements here. There's as we said, and and I was going to mention to you, Nicholas Campbell, so great uh, as the as the father who uh, has uh, some sort of brain damage and and wants to go home, <laughs> and that is such a, mm-hmm. a touching. There's a scene uh, in the in the second episode, I think, that's so touching and beautiful with him. Um, we have to talk about casting, and and we'll we'll get to it at length in the next segment. But let's start now. Um, David Cronenberg once told me that 90% of his job is casting. If you don't get that right, then nothing's going to work as we trickle down. We've just heard from some of the actors. Tell me how you cast them and and how you began the search to populate this very dense show. Well, it, it, it all... St- I mean, 90% of a director's job? Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Writing is a different thing. <laughs> so we it had to start from the script. So we wanted to... Um, have craft roles that actors really want to play and that audiences really want to, to, to view. People who have actual real choices and real challenges and real flaws. And we had to make characters that had real flaws. And that audiences, again, in the Netflix, HBO world, now we're in that world. So we love to see those kind of rich, complex characters. Mm-hmm. We're not doing reset television. This is like, you've got to pay attention and yep. you can binge watch this stuff because once the stuff goes on on the air, the next day you can see it on cbc.ca. Yep. And so you can binge watch. This is binge-worthy television, folks. Binge-worthy oh, television. That's how I watched the first three episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. great. Yeah. You get to episode four, by the way. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to blow your mind. Uh, I will get there. <laughs> yeah, you just want to watch it all at once, yeah. which is, this is the world we're living in. So, But in terms of like casting, it's like it was an exhaustive search. We mm-hmm. searched across the country for, for all of these characters. And so for Daisy, we looked at over uh, almost 800 young women. Well, uh, our, casting, you know, our casting director did the first big culling, and then it kind of went... No, actually, I personally... 
personally met 800 <laughs> young women. You're amazing. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about how you narrow the, the field down from 800 to 1 uh, when we come back. We're talking about the show Shoot the Messenger. It's on Monday night. Starts October 10th on CBC at 9 o'clock. Uh, tune in, check it out, and then come back after the commercial and uh, continue listening to Sud Sutherland, Jennifer Holness, Hannah Anderson, and Shadia Ali uh, talking about Shoot the Messenger. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krause. In studio, we have the creative side. Well, that's all creative side. We have the director and creators of a show called Shoot the Messenger. You can see it Monday, October 10th on CBC Television at 9 p.m. Uh, that's Sud Sutherland and Jennifer Holness. Also, Hannah Anderson and Shadia Ali are here. They are uh, two of the stars of the show. We've been talking about it. It's a one-hour crime drama that follows a newspaper reporter as as far as I know, because I've only seen the first three episodes, who gets involved in kind of a tour, a gang war? There's more to it, though. It's the layers of the onion that will be uh, un- revealed over the next uh, uh, season or so. How many episodes in the first season? There's eight episodes in our first season. Eight episodes is very bingeable. It's very digestible <laughs> in, uh, in all one go. Uh, and uh, we've been talking about how you cast a show like this. There are a lot of characters. Uh, you were saying that the... Uh, the field at one point for the main character, Daisy, was 800 people. So don't they all start to look the same after a while? Uh, I would say no, because no. honestly, like everybody, like we've got some fantastic actors in this country, and we we didn't just look in, in Canada. We were looking in L.A., all across America, also the U.K., and so that was the thing. We had our casting director, mm-hmm. Stephanie Gorin, uh, has uh, tentacles all over the place. And so we really called and looked for, uh, you know, we wanted to get this Daisy character right. Yeah. And so, and again, it took months to get here. And then so we whittled it down, whittled it down, whittled it down, went to L.A., had auditions, uh, had uh, Skype auditions in Vancouver, uh, you know, also uh, London. So this is a, a, a whittling down process that took all, you know, a number of months, almost yeah. eight months. And so then after that, we needed to find uh, Daisy's sister. And so that also took a, a little <laughs> while. And, and uh, ably played, beautifully played by Hannah Anderson. And so we Thank actually tracked Hannah down, and she was on a vo- vacation. Don't, don't, don't hate her too much. <laughs> but she was on a vacation with her boyfriend, her beautiful boyfriend. And in she Europe. was in Barcelona. <laughs> yes, very hot. I was very sweaty. <laughs> My first time meeting Suds was over was over Skype going, hi, I just... Just got back from the beach, you know. Just... <laughs> it's five thousand degrees here. Yeah, and she was like complete, like uh, so. Uh, I was like, hey, CBC, they want to see you know an audition from you, and she goes, well, I thought this was the audition. <laughs> I was ready to go. Like I had my, I had my reader. I was like ready to go with right. the audition. And I didn't. Re- I didn't realize it was just like a, a meeting of what we what, we, what you <laughs> want. Enough, yes. Yes. And, yes. And she's like, "Really, you want me to tape an audition now?" And I'm like, uh, "Just do do it with a phone. Just like they just want to see you. And just can you just please do that?" She's like, "Well, I don't know." <laughs> and, and, and so, and, well, you did it obviously did because you're sitting here today. <laughs> I but, did. I did. So, I uh, tell me a little bit about the idea of of doing it because now people audition on tape uh-huh. often, right? Or yes. not on tape, but digitally, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, tell me, is, is it more or less nerve wracking? Because in the room, you get a feel for the room. You get a feel for uh-huh, what's yeah. going on. Uh, if you know someone's just holding up their cell phone and and taping you, it, it's 
different. It must feel it's different. It's strange. I mean, I, I think it takes the pressure off, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Right. Because when I go into the room, I usually, one take, maybe two, I'm like, I'm good to go. I'm nervous, I'm sweating, but you know, I go in, I go out. Um, when it comes to a tape, I, I would say like nine times out of ten, I throw a tantrum just, just out of pure frustration with myself. Right. Because I could do 20 takes and still not be happy with it. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's tricky, but more and more I'm, I'm, I'm able to just sort of relax. And I was actually just in Montreal doing a self-tape in my hotel room, and I had like three little dots on the window. And I had someone behind me reading, and it was like the, the it three all, dots are, the, are an eye line. They're for an you eye to line, look? Yeah. yeah. One, oh. I was in, I was in the same Europe trip last year. I, I put a picture of Taylor Swift from a magazine. Really? <laughs> 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 I was using that as my eye line. Thank you, Taylor. I didn't get that part, but uh, you know, <laughs> damn her, yeah. damn yeah. Taylor. Absolutely. She ruins everything. She really does. Ask Kanye. But I, I, I hey. do want to say something about Hannah, though. So. When Hannah auditioned, there was this thing, right? Um, we we immediately thought she is perfect, right? right? First of all, you guys can't see her, but uh, Hannah and Shadia are just drop dead gorgeous, and so we oh, were like, uh, but it wasn't, <laughs> but they had um, the intelligence mm-hmm. because Chloe is um, needed to be a really intelligent, quietly powerful uh, character, and so we immediately thought she is perfect, and then so we sent it off to CBC, and they were like, yeah. She She's really good, but I don't know. She looks so much like the lead. People might get confused. <laughs> and so we're like, really? But they're sisters. They're sisters. Right. Yeah, that, you know, that should usually work well together. They were like, well, we don't know. So we're like, okay, okay. All right, what can we do here? Dye your hair uh, or yeah, something? Like, what do we, you do? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so Hannah, who's naturally a, a gorgeous redhead, is like... Uh, this, I'm actually a dirty blonde. A dir- oh, okay. But I've been yes. red for so long. Yes. Yeah, I guess we saw her as a redhead originally. Right. And then so she became a very blonde blonde. And um, and a few little things like that. And, uh, and then now, I mean, you know, we've delivered the show... And you just, um, I, I actually think that Hannah, uh, like, there will be such a surprise of the layers and the levels that she brings to the show. Right. And there's an explosive end that she's a big part of. And so everyone mm. is very thrilled. It sounds like a spinoff next season. Mm, Hannah gets her own show on. next season. We need her and shoot the messenger season soon. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. We're talking about Shoot the Messenger on October 10th. That's Monday night on CBC Television at 9 o'clock. Uh, Shadia, how did you... Audition. Were you in person um, or were I, you on Yes, tape? I was in person to do the casting. And, uh, I mean, I was really excited about it, just, you know, getting the uh, breakdown. And I was like, finally, like something, you know, that could be right up my alley. But it was literally something so similar and about the character, too. You know, there's a lot of things that I could really relate to. So I, you know, I did my very best and I was dressed up head to toe and came running in and so when I got that call I was like hallelujah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and if you can tell what was it about Shadia that made you go well that's the mm-hmm. thing that's the one um, I like in, like before she opened her mouth like, I just, like <laughs> yeah. she came in with the this authenticity yeah. and she brought that to bear and then when she came and she started speaking it was like yeah it's her obviously there was no any doubt that we had seen a lot a lot of women but it was Shadia came away f- like 
straight off the bat. Right. And the thing is that when you you know as a as a as a as a director when you somebody comes in and is the part and but then again can bring also levels because I'll give a note in the room and say, Okay, well how about this or how about that? And she immediately takes that note, internalizes it and comes up with something that even better than I thought of. You know, and that's what you love as a director. You love to see that, that that people who can play and people who are like confident and like they can oh okay let's do this then oh let's do this and and just can just make it better and so that's you always want to go with the most intelligent actors and the actors who are very sensitive and so that they can actually you know vibrate off you and and they're vibrating off their scene partners and so that Shadi came and brought that to bear and it was great to see that because it was this is a part that was uh, it's a young uh, Somali Canadian woman who it, it's it's a difficult part to cast right. and you want to get it right you know and to, the fact that uh, she's also Somalian <laughs> helps but it, it, it didn't have to be like that and so she came in and just knocked it knocked it out of park when we come back we'll continue the conversation about the television show Shoot the Messenger stay with us welcome back everybody I'm Richard Krause on Monday October 10th Shoot the Messenger debuts on CBC television at 9 o'clock uh, this has been a labor of love is it fair to call it a labor of love for my guests, uh, they're nodding. It's radio. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 <laughs> always yeah. To, to get a, a, a series on Canadian television where there really aren't that many windows. I mean, we buy a lot more than we make yep. here in this country. So to have a um, series and a serialized drama mm-hmm. series, I think we're actually the first serialized drama series. Uh, and, and what that means is that the story is an arc over eight episodes rather than procedural yeah like law and order or something that would be a a crime and over and reset for the next show yeah Yeah. Yeah. and that's something that we were trying to do for a number of years Mm -hmm. and uh this is something that you know gladly the cbc said yes to because it's still kind of a risk uh because you're you're thinking oh well the viewers aren't gonna follow along and you're gonna have to pick up new viewers you you will not pick up new viewers but shows like empire have shown that because you're making these episodes available online and people are dvring stuff yeah you can pick up new viewers as you go and that's the feeling with us people watch things differently now i'm speaking the Mm -hmm. voices you're hearing are sud sutherland uh the director and one of the creators of the show and jennifer holness also joining me uh hannah anderson and shadia ali who are two of the stars of the show people are watching television differently now and the idea that anything is appointment television anymore i think is out the window um people will stay home and watch something but i know that we pvr everything and curate yeah and you know and so as television for us isn't about being home at eight o'clock on a thursday night anymore as it used to be it's a much different thing now no our lives are different like Mm -hmm. i mean you look at uh your your calendar app on your smartphone and you see how how if if you're that organized you see how our lives i I don't use that (laughs) it's it's crazy because the amount of directions that we're all pulled in every day and we understand that and so that was great that the cbc and other networks are doing this now so that you can actually binge this stuff Mm -hmm. and you can watch it and at the next night the next morning rather after shoot the messenger airs on on the 10th uh, on monday october the 10th uh it also will appear on cbc.ca the next morning which is great yeah well the thing Mm. is though we were really inspired to do this kind of a show um because you know in terms of what we were watching it was the kind of programming that we're watching you know the stuff that's international in feel and focus that big stories stories that could pull you in 
And so for us, the challenge was to try to create something that was sexy, that was gritty, that really uh, felt like uh, the, the, the world, this is Toronto, um, you know, beautiful, slick. All of those things were were some of the some of the ideas we were, we were kicking around. And you know, and and again, a story that could that unfolded, and and you know, I don't know. So we, you know, those were some of the goals, some of the things that we were thinking about as we created the show. And uh, we were really curious, uh, you know, as to, to watch it unfold and see how the audience re- relates to it. And so uh, this is a question I'm going to to give to both of you, but from an actor's point of view and then from a creator's point of view. How do you keep people interested? I noticed there's cliffhangers on a number, not all of them, but there are sort of like moments that you go, <gasps> there's little mm-hmm. gasp moments at mm-hmm. the end of mm-hmm. some of the episodes that make mm-hmm. you want to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to step into the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you parse it out? Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, it, it's not like everything happens in the first episode and then yeah. nothing and then nothing and then a surprise. How do you make sure that there's something in every episode that compels us forward? I think in the process, like one of the things that we do is we watch a lot of stuff, and right. so the stuff that we watch, the the, the scandals or the uh, the bridge, yeah. uh, the uh, you know Broadchurch, you know these shows, we look and analyze and we say, well, how, what worked there? The, the Brits you have know. been particularly good at, with shows like Luther and Marcella yeah. and absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely, and that's what inspired us. So in terms of like all of those shows, we sort of ingest them because all of those shows are in Shoot the Messenger's DNA. And so we take it, and in terms of the story department, we throw it up on the board, and we look at all the episodes, and we're plotting it all out. And Jen's a head writer, and so it's like we're, and she's like got this amazing analytical mind. And so she's like, sometimes it's, you know, she goes like really fast and like, oh, right here is where it's got to happen. And we're like, like, hey, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. And then we're like, okay, yeah, it's where it has has to happen. But like, she's like leading the story department and and, and plotting and, and just making the architecture of the show. And so the thing is, though, is that we have to provide enough thrills and enough questions, enough choices in each episode. So all of that has to be parsed out. Yeah, I should say, well, first of all, Richard, just consider us as God. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so let's start there. Okay, and that's, you know, we're creators, yeah. right? And so what uh, what Sunset is absolutely correct, but what we really tried to do was um, I wanted every episode to be so, like, um, you know, enticing, that so moved along so quickly, especially the first two or three episodes. The, the first two the episodes. First, the first two rip along, rip along like, a, yes. like the pedals to the metal the whole uh, time. That's yeah. exactly. So the first two, it's like you're in it and you're boom. Yeah. The third episode is actually, you know, because I thought about every single episode, how every single one should work. The third episode was sort of like when we really got to know our Daisy character. There's a bunch of stuff we find out. And then we think that, oh, and at the end of the third episode, we, we realize, wait a minute, that's when we start to realize there's something else going on. By the time you get to the fourth episode, so each episode had a theme or something that we were trying to accomplish. By the time we get to the fourth episode, you actually find out a huge secret that changes the trajectory of how the show works. And then each episode thereafter, there's something we're trying to accomplish. And I just, and you know, talking with Suds and, and working out um, what it would be, I wanted every episode, you want to leave every episode thinking, what the heck? Yeah. You know, I wanted to have uh, these what the heck moments, you know, and then by the time you get to the end of it, um, uh, for 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 us, it was really about the emotions at that point. So um, you know, getting there really fast, get to know the characters, and then become really emotionally entangled. And then so, that's the thing, like when you go trying to craft roles that 
actors want to play mm-hmm. uh, and actors can take it and knock it out of the park like I think these guys did is that you want to give them choices. You want to give them as emotions to play as opposed to just revealing information. Like, yeah. this is not CSI. This is not, like, just, you know, you're telling the, the information. It's not, these aren't information scenes. In these scenes, everybody wants something. Somebody wants something and somebody's getting a, get, putting their obstacle, like mm-hmm. putting obstacles in their way. So we wanted to craft really good dramatic scenes, really good dramatic storytelling that these guys can just pl- run with. And so for you, when you mm. were given the scripts, did they mm. feel different than things that you've been offered before or maybe scripts that you had seen before? Yeah, I think the the type of character, and especially seeing something like this coming out of the CBC, uh, a lot edgier mm. and sexier than I think I've, than I've seen before. Um, and in terms of keeping it interesting, I mean, it's a different thing from an a- actor's perspective because... Suds and Jan have done a lot of the heavy lifting with with the writing and the you know if the material's there then it's just up to us to keep really it was just keeping track of where we are in the story and for every episode for me it just kind of got heavier and heavier so <laughs> it, it was like every time I I every episode and every script that I got I was like oh my god uh, I'm kind of going along with the audience and especially for me it's just like when I was reading the script um, I think because there's so many characters it was interesting though especially for you know Zanon I'm just reading it. And thinking, you know, she doesn't really know what's going to happen. So, you know, in each episode, with each interaction, um, it's something new to her. And it's kind of her discovering how she's going to react to it. How, you know, how is she going to move around this? Because at the end, you know, which I won't explain how it is (laughs) again. But, you know, I was myself. revealed, everyone's robots. I mean, (laughs) even running through it, it, you go through one episode, two, three. And then I still don't even know. And then I'm like, wait a second. Okay. You know, as long as you're being real and raw and just, you know, living it truthfully and honestly and and really trying to, you know, get your goal through it, it's it's just fantastic. But all I knew is when I was reading my section, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't think that I was going to intersect with this people. I didn't think right. I was going to. Yeah, we were figuring it out as we went along. Yeah. Too. Like, do you think this guy did the thing? <laughs> just like, do we figure it out? Like, I don't know. Got a little back going here. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to continue talking about Shoot the Messenger. It's on Monday, uh, October 10th on CBC Television at 9 o'clock. Uh, we'll come back, and I want to talk about uh, how you shot this. Was it shot like one big, long eight-hour movie, or was it shot an hour at a time? We'll get to that with Sud Sutherland, Jennifer Holness, Hannah Anderson, and Shadia Ali. Stay with us. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richard Krause. In studio, the uh, creative team behind Shoot the Messenger, that's Sud Sutherland and Jennifer Holness, uh, creators, writers, directors, and then two of the actors, Hannah Anderson and Shadia Ali, are here. The show airs Monday, October 10th at 9 o'clock on CBC Television. And we were just talking about... Uh, the 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 idea of of working and keeping it interesting to keep people coming back over eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So when you're shooting something like this, it's not like you're shooting uh, Law and Order, which was you know a show that began and ended within the hour. They were self-contained. You've got an eight-hour story arc. So was this shot like an eight-hour-long movie, or was it shot like episodic television? Well, a little of both, yeah. to be honest. And so we had to do what's called block shooting. Right. And that means you're going to shoot like episode two and three together. Right. And then you'll shoot maybe episode four. And you might only have an actor for a week or something, and they might be in four episodes, so you have to shoot all their scenes in one go and that kind of thing, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We had an actor called Alex Kingston, who some of you may remember from ER, yeah. playing uh, 
the uh, a very curly haired doctor and Doctor Who and on Doctor Who <laughs> she plays with a song and so and I know that she'll be in uh, she just come to town for Fan Expo yep. uh, so the the thing though is that uh, we had her only for two weeks right. and so we had to cram all of her Gazette scenes and that we have a newspaper called the Gazette uh, and so we had all of her scenes in two weeks and that was all of the episodes episodes one she's in a fair amount too she she's worked a- ten days straight coming <laughs> off Doctor Who I think it was a Christmas episode. She came literally like the week and the weekend after she left Doctor Who arrived on on a Sunday and from Monday for two weeks she just worked every day. I mean she is and she was at the party on parties on Friday nights because you have parties on Friday yeah, yeah. nights when you're when you're doing you know film. So she was at their parties too because she knows how to party. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so that was really interesting. That was a um, our Gazette stuff, and that set is fantastic. And I mean, Suds and Arthur, our, our DOP, um, worked out so much of the look of the show. Suds had a very specific idea. And what was that? It's very slick looking. Uh, one thing like, we were in, sleek and slick. Yeah, we were inspired by a lot of the the, the new like feature filmmaking. Uh, we're inspired by photography. Uh, you know, the idea of a rectangular format, because all of our TVs now are rectangular, we wanted to use that rectangular frame. So it's something that it's not the usual way that you've got like a, a close up and it's like a person right in the middle of the frame. Right. We'll weight it to the side, yeah. you know, and we really want to challenge people and, and say, OK, you've got a whole big frame here and we'll put stuff in, in both corners of the frame. You know, and we wanted to basically say, OK, you're, you, you've got your whole television. Look over here, 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 here and here. Yeah. You know, and so that's one thing we wanted to do. And, and also things and make really interesting frames, like frames within frames. We wanted to go back to our artistic principles and say, OK, well, let's use all of our brains. Let's use all of our graphic sensibilities. So you'll see things like stripes and solids and, and, <laughs> and you'll see different patterns and stuff like that. So we were playing visually for the eye, too, for the for the fat, passionate, sensitive viewer as well. And a, a good chunk of the stuff that happens outside in the first three episodes when it happens at night. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. cool looking. It, yeah. It's sort of like, it kind of almost reminded me of, I don't know, like wet streets always look cool on film. There's a couple of little things that look, and Toronto looks fantastic. In Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's another character in, in, in our show it tr- is the city of Toronto. And the other thing is that those wet streets, yeah, it all costs money. We had not just rain towers, but we had like rain cranes. Yeah. And so there is production values here. And it's like, honestly, it's something to look at. But remember, so there's one day we did not plan on having any rain whatsoever. And it's this big shootout scene, right? There's no rain uh, uh, towers or anything. And I was very upset because we weren't able to afford these yeah, rain towers. I was like, I'm like, dude, sure. you get two days of rain towers. <laughs> you can't get any more because, you know, I'm also a produced show. Yeah. And, um, and so we roll up to this neighborhood where this big shootout's supposed to happen. And it starts to rain. And we're like, oh... Well, you know, you want rain, so you get yeah. some rain. Hopefully, we'll be able to have that rain because you can't control yeah. the real rain, you know, for the whole scene. <laughs> well, <laughs> it rained from like I don't know, like from six p.m. until six a.m. Wow! Nobody in the crew was prepared. It oh. the temperature dropped like twenty degrees. We were freezing, and it rained and it rained. But you know what? It, it looks- was. 
fantastic, gorgeous. I bet. It yeah. was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. We could we could we had to use we were gonna use electronic guns, right. but if you use electronic guns in the rain, they just don't work. Right. And so I would be on the hook. We'd be on the hook for like ten thousand dollars of worth of useless electronic guns. So they were like, Okay, you gotta use conventional weapons and you know, blanks and all that kind of stuff. And we literally everybody was soaked to the bone. <laughs> and it was like it was great though, but it was on it's on yeah. film. Yeah. You know, and it's something that we could have never afforded. Yeah. You have a, a real commitment to diversity in all the work that you do, uh, and this show is no different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the cast, as I've said earlier, is uh, sprawling. It is also uh, as diverse a cast, I imagine, as is on television right now. Oh, I would yeah. think yeah. so. And yeah. that was clearly part of the plan going in, I would guess, yes? Oh, absolutely. By design. I mean, like mm-hmm. the thing is, is that we want the show to reflect the city and the world that we live in. Yep. And so we wanted to do that and also give opportunities to actors that you don't see that often right. on screen. Because, again, we were looking at uh, people from Eastern Africa. And so that's like a very diverse group because we were looking for people who were ethnically Somali, but that's there's not a lot you know, of folks here. So we actually had to beat the bushes and, 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 and see who we could find right. you know, to, to be able to, to able to play the part but also we looked at people who were not Somalian background, people who are Eritrean, Ethiopian. I mean, one of the actors who we've got playing Hassan Ali is um, Araya Mangesha, who's actually now you can see him on Stratford stage uh, in Breath of Kings. Uh, and he plays Prince Hal, King Henry V. Uh, and so he's doing a great job in that. And he's also doing a great job in Shoot the Messenger. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it's, so we, there's our Somali um, uh, family, so obviously there's that. But uh, in addition to that, like the show itself all the characters, we really tried to think about the Toronto that we uh, are we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And that Toronto, to me, is, is very diverse. So, we, you know, South Asians, Hispanic, whatever. You know, and always, though, we, it's always with a sense of reality. We, you know, I think shoehorning diverse characters just to do so, right. it, it's never our goal. But, you know, I think that, I mean, I mean as African-Canadians, um, we grew up in the city that we love so much and in this country that we love so much and we get frustrated by the fact that, you know, on air, uh, we, you know, for years, you're <laughs> diversity not has, no, exactly, no, yeah. has not mm-hmm. been, you know, a, a priority. And so with the work we do, it, it is incredibly important, but always with a, a goal of real, uh, things to feel real and to feel natural. And for us, diversity means everybody. Yeah. So it's not just like, you know, it's not a black thing, it's not a white thing, it's not a Hispanic thing. It's like, all the people in the world sort of living together. And people of different sizes, shapes, mm-hmm. colors, and also ages. Because like one of the things that in, in talking with some of our actors, uh, especially women of a certain age, they say, well, you know, after I hit 40, 45, I became invisible. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't get to play parts that, that were sexy anymore. I didn't get to play parts or even weren't even called for parts. And so that was one thing. We always try to write parts for women of a certain age. And, and you'll see a, a number of women of a certain age in the show and playing very sexy parts. And that's one thing that, you know, you don't really see a lot of on television. So we're trying to be diverse in a whole different bunch of ways. And we're trying to, like challenge audience expectations of what that character can do or can be. Uh, and again, like nothing is as it seems. And that's one thing that we wanted to bring to Shoot the Messenger. Shadia, is this uh, program and this role special for you because you are playing a Somalian person? Um, you know, without a doubt, like just to add on to what uh, Jenna's saying, that, you know, it's very hard or you don't see as much... Um, 
diversity on, you know, on television or, uh, you know, if you're lucky in films. But even in films, I remember reading the script that I was just like, finally, you know, I'm glad no one's just thinking of Somali people as pirates. You know, right. there's still that kind of stigma. So mm-hmm. when you read the script, you're like, yep, this is completely different. This is realistic. Like, we're just as anyone else, just, you know, just look a little different, packaged differently, but, yeah. <laughs> just trying to get by like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've only got a couple of minutes left, so, Hannah, I'll start with you and sort of work our way down the panel. What mm-hmm. do you hope, and without giving anything away, uh, what do you hope people take away from Shoot the Messenger? Hmm. Or is there a message? Or is this I, just I, something that we can sit back and for eight hours just sort of sit back and enjoy? That's and- a loaded question. I, I think maybe uh, taking away the idea of, of spin in the media and maybe people will become more aware of what they are seeing and hearing um, and not take everything at face value. Yeah. And Shadia? I would definitely say it's kind of... I think we're all in the world connected some way, so it's kind of like a domino effect. So you never know. You're not just one thing. You can really make a difference. And Suds? Um, what you see uh, is is not always as it appears. Right. <laughs> Especially a, after episode yeah. four. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's always a story behind the story and how it got to in front of your eyes. So yes. look behind the story. Yeah, I defy anyone to watch up to episode four and not tune in after after to the <laughs> next episode. But I, I think the takeaway is that, um, you know... Um, we really try to make exciting, thrilling uh, television that could live anywhere in the globe. And so I hope that people will check out the show, you know, and give it a chance. Is For Suds, we have a minute left. So I know you primarily as a film director. Um, is television uh, a, a, a different avenue for you, or is the process essentially the same? The stories are just longer. I think the, the process is, is very much, it's storytelling. And I think that cinema right now like is is i wouldn't say has lost ground but yeah i think that long-form storytelling if you want to see really good drama you're watching it on your television yeah because you're not making superhero movies no we're not and making that's the thing right that's that's what dominates now and i think that people who really want drama and really respect drama mm-hmm. are watching it on television because we've got fantastic drama and it's also being done in this country and shoot the messenger is part of that no, I think it's a great show, and I think that people will really love it when they see it. Shoot the Messenger is on CBC Television Monday, October 10th at 9 o'clock. Thank you, uh, Sud Sutherland, Jennifer Holness, Hannah Anderson, and Shadia Ali for being here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you all. Uh, thank you for listening, and thanks to Nick on the board.